Blog Talk Radio. Judy at Judy.blu. 
and follow our producer Stacy at Hampton Blue Network on Instagram. I'll tell you what we're gonna be chopping it up about today. Uh what we do, if it's your first time tuning in, we just talk about what's hot in these blogs for the week and um give our own perspective on things, sometimes not politically correct, but we had. Uh we're gonna be speaking about uh Dewante Wright, the twenty year old who was uh shot the latest, who was shot and killed actually not even the latest, because there was another one after this. It's crazy how often this happens. But uh Dewante Wright, he was uh shot and killed by a police officer in uh Minneapolis. Uh she thought she or claimed she grabbed the taser and it was really the gun. That situation. Uh we're gonna be remembering DMX today. We lost him about two weeks ago. Give or take a few days. Uh we just recently lost uh Black Rob. If you don't know who he is, he's uh most famous for his song Whoa. I had this bad chick tell she was woke. Had a set in the head of me, woke. Put diamonds and pearls on me, woke. That was one of his biggest hits. He had a few other joints, but that was one of his biggest joints. Um, just a crazy time. But we're going to chop it up about him a little bit, too. Uh, Carol Horn, she's a police officer who was fired for doing what we all hope more police officers do. And that's intervene when their colleague, their uh, partner, or whatever have you, is doing something they shouldn't be doing. And in this case, her colleague was uh, had a, a suspect in a chokehold, and she intervened. She stopped him from potentially killing this man, and she was fired for it. And it's been, um, I forget exactly how many years, but this happened in the two, like 2006. I think she was fired in 2008. And she just now got granted her pension after all these years. We're going to talk about it a little more. Also, the Pfizer vaccine, they just announced that People may have to subscribe to this shit like a Netflix subscription and get this shit like every six months or something to that effect. So this is the Pfizer is the two dose vaccine that everybody's been getting. And you got the one and then I think they made you wait like a week or two to get the other one. And now they like, no, 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 not so fast. You might have to get another one and another one and another one and another one. Um, we're going to talk about that a little bit. Usher was uh, making some noise this week for having Ush, Ursh money, Usher money. People accused him of making it rain with fake money in the club. Not not like the illegal fake money where it looked like it's the real thing and it got George Washington's face on it and all the other presidents. Nah, this this money actually had his face on it. And I think it said Ush Bucks, if I'm not mistaken. But, yeah, that happened. And a lot of people was feeling some kind of way. Uh, we got What Blows Mind later in the show. You can ch- call in, chop it up. Let me know your 
take on anything I'm going to be discussing by calling 646-716-8544. Press numero uno. And I'll bring you on. Uh, let's kick it off how we always do with the question of the day. Stacy, by the way, I appreciate you uh, sliding me this uh, little note on it because you know I never be remembering what this shit is. I got to go searching. Uh, what is the most embarrassing fashion trend you used to rock? That's today's question of the day. If you want to chime in, let me know on the line. Call up, press number one, or hit us up on um, Instagram at Hollywood and Friends or Hampton Blue Network, BLU on Blue. For me, what is the most embarrassing fashion trend I used to rock? I think when I look back at old pictures, it was the extra, extra baggy clothes. Like, I look back at these pictures and I'm like, damn, like, we really was walking out the house with 4X jeans and you weigh 100 pounds or wear a 2X large shirt and you really should be wearing a, a small old medium and that was the thing. And it was just like, when I look back at these pictures, I'm just like, bruh, who? Why? Why was my pants this big? That to me is, even though at the time it wasn't embarrassing because everybody was doing it, but looking back on it now, that that's pretty pretty embarrassing, I think. Um, someone said cross colors. <laughs> I remember cross. I remember cross colors. Um, I'm trying to think another of any if I have any other embarrassing trends. I used to rock. Uh, huh. I, I for a moment I definitely did the whole wearing the clothes in reverse thing that uh, crisscross you could say made famous. I did that for a little while, probably. Um, hmm. Can't think of nothing else. The biggest thing is definitely the extra, extra baggy, baggy clothes. The baggy clothes. Uh, let's get into what's hot in these blogs, though. Let's kick it off with first RP to Black Rob. Um, when DMX passed, which we're gonna speak about in a second, Black Rob, this video surfaced of Black Rob, and he looked like he was literally like on his deathbed. That's how, that's the vibe when you've seen this video. And it was confusing because we haven't seen Black Rob in a while. At least I haven't. He hasn't come across um, my radar in a while. And to see him in this, I guess, was a hospital bed and he could barely speak. He was basically giving his condolences and um, sharing his feelings about what had just happened to DMX. Meanwhile, looking like he himself was like on his last leg and people was wondering like what, what was up. And then another video came out. He wasn't no longer in the, um, laying in the bed. He was up, but he still was like real weak looking and frail. And he 
um, explain a little more that he had, um, I want to say it was like uh, kidney failure, and he was going through a bunch of like health problems. I think I read something that said he was like homeless too at one point. I'm not 100% sure. So people was like tagging Diddy and like trying to get Diddy to like help him out. Because when Black Rob was at his peak, he was bad boy. Um, At least he, I'm not sure if he was signed to bad boy. Stacey, maybe you could um, tell me if that part was correct or not. But I, to my understanding, he was definitely always collaborating with Diddy. And he, he might have been an actual bad boy artist, though, at the end of the day. But nonetheless, he had that song that was, like, super, um, yeah, so he was signed to Bad Boy. He had um the Woe song that was, like, his biggest joint, and that's still rock today. And you would think a song like that would have some residual income behind it, like, to where he could... You know, sustain sustain himself. Um, he even had that um that other joint. I don't know if th- that song, the 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 Harlem Shake song. I think it was called "Take This Money." That song that was popular, particularly like on the East Coast. I don't know if it was like a worldwide thing, but that still goes today. Still rocks. Let's get it. That's the song. Thanks, Dave. Um. That song still rock today. Throw it on at a party is lit. Everybody doing the Harlem Shake. So with having these songs, you would think that, again, even though it was like late '90s, early 2000s, that it would still be um, producing income. But I guess we'll learn more now that he unfortunately passed away more about exactly what he's been going through these past years might come to light. Um, but RP to Black Rob. Uh, let's move on to remembering DMX. DMX, he, um, it was like mixed stories on what exactly happened. Some people's saying drug overdose, some people were saying heart attack, some people were saying heart attack because of a drug overdose, some people were saying he got the, the COVID vaccine, and that, it was just like a lot of things out there all I know is he had a heart attack and he was reported to be brain dead, because he lost oxygen to his brain for too long before he was um, helped and uh, got taken to the hospital. So they had him on a, a, a life support and hoping and praying that he would pull through and it just wasn't looking good as days went on. And I guess they decided to just pull the plug and not let him just lay there and, and suffer, if you will. So they pulled the plug, let him go on to glory, and DMX was a rare individual. Let's just say that he was, there was, you could honestly say no other rapper like DMX. Literally from the style 
the way he rapped, um, even he was very like um, spiritual, and he would like pray almost every time you seen him, whether it was a radio interview, whether it was a stage performing in front of millions of people. He always took a moment to do that. He even included it in his music. And a few things that one of the people who was influential in DMX's career, Swiss Beats, one of the things he pointed out, and it's something that you don't really realize, or you didn't really realize, but now that you think back on it, it's like, oh, that actually is true. He said DMX never cared about the money. He was a humanitarian. Like, he would feed the homeless. He would go out there and actually sit and eat with the homeless. He never drove, like, the big old fancy cars that you see a lot of rappers do. He was never extra flashy, never wore jewelry. Real A real humble artist. He was never really about the money and when Swiss pointed that out I was thinking back like yo that's actually wild true you never seen him with none of that stuff and not to mention his music was dope and I think he was one of the only rappers to have his first five albums go platinum And that could have changed, like, in recent times, but back then, he was one of the first, or the first. And he just, his music still goes today. Still generating wild streams, even before he passed, on, like, Spotify and all of that. Like, his music definitely was in heavy rotation in my playlist. It's just something about it. And that's rare. Rappers, high key, very rare. So DMX was definitely um, a rare soul, and it's definitely unfortunate that he had to go this way. You know, he battled um, many things. Like, it's no secret that he had like um, issues with like drugs and stuff, but. He would go up and down with it. And the last I'd seen him on, like, um, I think he did, like, an interview with um, The Breakfast Club or some somebody. But he seemed to be, like, no, actually, it was, um, what you call it, uh, GQ? One of them things he, he, he did. And he looked like he was... You know, doing good. But, fortunately, he, um, for whatever reason, had a heart attack and is no longer with us. So, they're going to have a big memorial for him because he was that big of an artist. Um, they're going to hold it at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. DMX was from um, New York, um, White Plains, and he grew up in Yonkers. 
Well, I guess, like, yeah, that's where he was. Uh, lived most of his life. So they're going to have this huge memorial at the Barclays Center on April 24th. That's this coming Saturday. I'm not sure exactly how anyone can get tickets for it. Maybe just Google it. They'll probably have them available for free. But, you know, because it's COVID, it is going to be capacity. So they announced this a couple of days ago. So more than likely, if you ain't get a ticket yet, it's probably too late. They'll probably do like a lottery or something. But, yeah, more than likely they'll televise it. So that's how I'll see it. But yeah, well, well, respected, and it's a good thing that they're gonna have this grand uh, memorial service for him. And then the family is gonna have a private um, service for him the following day, on the 25th. So they're gonna do one for the fans and then one private one for the family. So our condolences to the DMX family and. Let, let his music live on forever, which it will, without a doubt. Um, let's move on. Let's talk about uh, Dewante Wright, 20-year-old, who was uh, pulled over the traffic stop for reportedly having um, an air freshener hanging from his uh, rearview mirror. And... When, that, when the cops want to, they'll harass you for that um, and say it's obstructing the view or whatever. So that's what happened. And then it's reported that they discovered that DeWante had an outstanding warrant. And so they proceeded to try to arrest him. Told him to get out the car, proceeded to put him in handcuffs. DeWante, for whatever reason, decided to... Um, try to get away and got back in the car and through the body cam footage you see the two officers struggling to try to like stop him from getting back in the car and the female officer yells taser taser and shoots and she's no rookie she's been with the force for 26 years the taser is a different size, is a different color than a gun. It probably has a different weight to it, too. Again, she's no rookie. You would think that she would know the difference. Because I'm sure she pulled out that taser a lot of times in this 26-year career. A lot of times. And she pulled out her weapon, I'm sure, a lot of times. She could probably do the shit blindfolded and know the difference. But she claims she mistook it, mistook it for the taser, and she fired a shot. And the one drove off, ended up crashing, and died. This happens a lot, far too often, far too often, and people just always wonder like why what what will it take for police to not 
kill us. So frequently. And you got people who immediately jump to the oh he should have never he should have never resisted. They don't resist. You shouldn't have resisted. It's not even about resisting. Me personally, knowing what's up, knowing how these police give it up and don't give a about our people, me personally, I would never um, even give them that satisfaction of of attempting to resist. That's not even, um, but that's not even the issue here because we see so many times people who aren't black do way more than just resist and try to get back in their car to drive away. I've seen videos of white people literally beating the cops. Literally, they're running from them. them chasing them down. I just watched the video. I've seen it a few times, but I just seen it again um, the other day of the guy who has his gun literally sitting there. And he is telling them that he's not getting out the car. And he literally, after like maybe 10, 15 minutes of going back and forth with these officers, he drives off. We see so many instances where these cops know how to de-escalate situations when it pertains to white people. But for some reason, if a black person even blinks wrong, here come the people. Oh, he should have never. He should have just complied. It's like no regard for black lives, and that's why people always scream, "Black Lives Matter." I personally like to say what it's like to be black in America. It's like I don't know. It's just like conditioned to just shoot when it comes to us, no matter what the situation is. Not and not everyone has guns. Not everyone is resisting when this happens, and we still get it. We still get shot and killed. Reading some comments here. Listen to say many of them do not view us as human. And they said they heard a Howard professor speak on it. Sidebar, and to to that point, I just seen this new series on Amazon Prime called Them. If you haven't seen it, it's worth it's worth checking out. Trigger warning, just a heads up. Um, but one of the things that was said in that series, I'm not going to give, um, any spoilers away for anyone who hasn't seen it, but is one scene where the, the black, uh, father character is up on the roof of his house, hanging an antenna 
and these three white men, fathers come to, I guess, check him. Like, because they they heard that he, his wife, chased their one of their sons down the street. Um, and they telling him to, like, come down from the roof to, to face them so they could confront him about whatever transpired. And one of them made a comment about um, him being, them being strong, like, um, strong like an ape or something to that effect, the comment was. And guaranteed, just based on how history goes, that's that's how a lot of them view and still probably view black people as these like subhuman like just like extra strong and just like this big old threat wow but if you haven't seen them on um amazon prime definitely check it out um so regarding back to uh Dewante Wright the police officer who shot him resigned a few days after the shooting which had people upset even more because anyone if you're under for one if you resign you get to keep all your shit. You get to keep like your, your pension and whatever else benefits come with um, your 26 year career on the force. Versus if she was fired, she would likely lose um, the things. So she basically got out of Dodge and a lot of people was feeling like why would she be able to resign if she's under investigation? Good question. And then charges were brought up for her, which I feel these charges are just to appease the people, to make the public feel like they somewhat care about what happened charges that I don't think are going to stick personally and not to mention they were probably I think I read they were the like lowest charges that could be put on a person so even if she was to be convicted nothing much would, would happen for it my thing here is just um, accountability at the end of the day I think that's what we all generally aside from wanting to live and not be killed by police we want accountability when it happens and then maybe that'll reduce the amount the volume of it happening you can't even get that though we still waiting for this um, George Floyd trial to end. I think the 
they rested the prosecution and um, the defense. I think they both rest so they um, a couple of days ago. So I think I don't know how many days it's going to be before we actually get a verdict. But he's still even waiting for that to happen. Just accountability. Some repercussions. Something. We'll see how this plays out. Um, there was another um, story I wanted to speak on, but I didn't get a chance to get all of the the information about it. But there was another a thirteen year old who was killed who was shot by police. 13 years old. And they say he had a gun. And But in the moment that he was shot, he did not have the gun. But just crazy to think, like, yikes. But... Let's speak about that another time. Um, let's move on. Keep it in the realm of police and Carol Horn, who was fired. This incident happened in 2016 in Buffalo. She out, you know, doing her job with her partner, what have you. And they had a suspect uh, incident, and her colleague proceeded to put the suspect in the chokehold. And Carol did what we like or would hope more officers do, and that's intervene. She stopped the other cop from choking this man out. And she paid the price for it. She was, at the time, I think it says she was on the force for, um, what was it? Uh, I want to say 19 years, but I could be mistaken. But she was basically one year short of when she would have um, received her pension. When, when the time when this happened She lost it all She had children All of that And she's been fighting ever since To get it overturned Accusing them of wrongful termination One judge Some years ago Said nah Basically that it was deserving And he up- upheld Determination and the loss of everything. She kept fighting. And just recently, as in on Tuesday this past week, Supreme Court ruled in her favor. Now she'll be able to get her pension. After all these years, we're talking about from 2000 and 
2008. The incident happened in 2006, and then I guess after the investigation and all that, it took two years, and she was fired in 2008. Months, just months before she was eligible to receive her full pension. I thought it was like a whole year, but it was just months. Wow. And she spoke about it and basically pointed to the fact of why a lot of police don't intervene in these situations, why they don't speak up when their fellow man is doing something wrong. Carol Horn said the message was sent that you don't cross that blue line. And so many officers don't. The blue line is the police, like like a code of silence. You just go along, no matter what, no matter how wrong. Even in the video we just seen recently of the police being extra overzealous and mason the sergeant the army sergeant and when you look at the the footage you see his partner has this like look on his face like if he realize he knows he knows what's going on is like a little much but he's gonna go along I have to Shit is crazy But congratulations to Carol Horn For receiving not only her pension But also back pay Sad it took all this All this time Who knows what her life How, how her life was turned upside down In the 13 years Since that happened But that's justice. Let's move on. Let's talk about this Pfizer vaccine. This is the vaccine that everyone was getting. The two dose, one. You got the one dose, and then you wait a few weeks, and then you get the other dose, and you're in the clear, right? Nah. First of all, you wasn't never in the clear. But now Pfizer is saying you're going to have to get more. Potentially a third. And who knows? Probably a fourth, probably a fifth. But like in about six to eight months, the so-called fully vaccinated people will possibly have to get another, um, another dose. So you just got to get shot, shot, shot. Shot, 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 everybody. More shot. I don't know how some people feel about this. Um, I know a few people who got the the actual vaccine or got the one and waiting to get the other. Um, one guy in particular I know who was like so with it. And now he, once he heard that they're saying that you're going to have to get a third and possibly more, 
Now he's saying he's gonna hold out. I'm like, damn, that that quick? That just changed your mind. <laughs> Me personally, I just feel like they're just winging this shit. Like at the end of the day, like they're just figuring it out as we go. Like let's just go on and we'll figure it out. We'll put out the fires as they pop up, and let's just like. Versus possibly just a suggestion, making sure that all all the wrinkles are, are ironed out before even beginning. Or maybe they thought all the wrinkles were out. The other vaccine. The um, I think it's the Johnson and Johnson one. That one is the one dose vaccine. I haven't heard anything. Maybe someone could tell me if if they're saying that one as well. You would eventually have to keep getting it, and keep getting it. But um, I guess it's no different than like the flu shot, though, right? Like, cause people get that. I I don't get it, but correct me if I'm wrong. Do you get the flu shot every year? Don't you get it every? Or or is it one and? I'm not sure how that works, but if if you do get the flu shot every year, then I guess there's no different than that. Um, Melissa said, what is insane is I just heard a CNN report that cases are rising despite these vaccines due to a double mutant coming to us, double mutant variant. Um, another listener say Johnson and Johnson are also feeling the same. They have to get it like the flu shot. Some people opt to get the flu shot every year. It's a choice. Okay. Yeah, I thought that it was something that you continuously, um, I guess, would get. So I guess it's along along those lines. But for one, and I don't know if people just thought that when you get this vaccine that you're fully, fully just good and clear. But what I learned about it, and it's from people who actually worked on and with the vaccine, is that it was never you got this and you're just immune now. The only thing that it was guaranteeing is that if you, if you do contract it, that you'll experience mild um, symptoms behind it. And you wouldn't have to be bedridden and on ventilators and shit the way that it was early on when when this first came about. So it's more just like getting like a a boost of um what's the word like just getting a, a boost of um. Shit that'll help fight it Like getting tapped in Getting some uh, Some cells tapped in Like So they can jump it When they do get in your body Not just one person Listen to said Vaccine also does not stop you From getting the virus Which is why This mutant variant Is a concern Another listener say we need to get to herd immunity. 80% of the country will need to be vaccinated before that happens. From there, maybe getting the vaccine every year will be a choice like the flu shot. Um, 
Um, what I was going to mention a little while ago is about the vac- Johnson & Johnson, the one-dose vaccine. They um, paused it for a second because six people were experiencing severe blood clots behind it. And six is such a low number compared to how many people actually got the vaccine. Talk about like a million people or so probably got it. And only like this less than 10 cases, but it was enough for them to say, hold on, thumbs up and let's figure it out. And I respect them for that. I respect them for putting the pause on it just to figure it out. Even though it's such a low number, but you hear about these situations sometimes where it's just like collateral damage, just like whatever. Like worrying about the the whole and saying, fuck it, it's only 5% of the people or 2 3% of the people that's experiencing this craziness or that's dying from it or having these adverse side effects. I like the fact that they said, nah, hold on. Even though it's just six out of a million, that's still too many. Let's figure, let's figure this out. I like that. So we'll see how that um, plays out. But um, let's see. Um, Elizabeth said, getting the virus can also cause blood clots. Clots, even more so, apparently. (laughs) We'll see how this goes on. Um, I will say, though, I am happy that in a lot of places, um, they're opening up a little more because in certain counties and certain cities, the cases are going um, down. And so that's allowing them to, like, loosen up some of the restrictions. We'll see how it goes. We're all kind of just in this in this movie right now, not knowing how it's about to turn and twist. We'll see what happens. Hope for the best. <laughs> not the world. <laughs> Somebody said the world is in there. <laughs> like just the kickoff, right? Who knows? Just live your best life, people. <laughs> Cause you never know it's coming down the pipeline. Gremlins might be next. Um, let's move on. Let's talk about Usher. Usher. Um, he went to the strip club and he made it rain with some Usher money. This is money that looked like real money, but it just had Usher's face on it. And I think it said Ush money on on the top somewhere. And so when I first seen this, people immediately was going in on Usher. Like, oh, how you gonna do this? Da 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 like you know the internet took hold of it. They started making memes and all that. I immediately when I saw this, I'm like, nah. And I'm I'm known to be like giving people the benefit of the doubt. And Usher's no exception. I immediately was like, nah, he had to like, he either threw that in the mix of the other money or he tipped them on the back end. 
and threw this out as a promotion. And I was right, apparently. Because the, um, who is it? The club owner has now stepped out and revealed that. That it, um, the quote from the director of the club said, Usher was a true gentleman and a great guest at the club. He and his crew converted thousands of real dollars to tip the girls dancing on the stage. He even left a generous tip for the staff. There you have it. And now they're saying that the, the stripper who posted the post that went viral, they're saying she's backtracking now. But she's not really backtracking, but part, part of what she's saying is actually true. People ran with what she posted. She never, like, directly said, look what Usher paid us with, y'all. She just posed the question. She posted the money, and she posed the question. Um, let me see if I can find the exact uh, quote she, she said. She said, ladies, what would you do if you danced all night for Usher and he threw this? And put hashtag Ushbucks. That's all she said. Ladies, what would you do if you danced all night for Usher and he threw this? In her defense, she didn't say, look what Usher did. But it was implied. And the people ran with it. They immediately started going in. <laughs> look what Usher did. Usher threw this money to these girls, da-da-da. Knowing that they worked for this money, like, the comments was crazy. So now she came back out after after the club owner came out and said what well, he said that Usher converted real money and took the dancers and left the generous tip for the staff. People started, I guess, going in on her comments. So she posted another post. She said the club has already made a statement saying that this is a lie and he paid. No, no, no. I'm sorry. This is from uh the people. One of the people that went in on her and her comments said. The club has already made a statement saying this is a lie. He paid y'all plenty with real money. And his crew left some of these around to promote his new Vegas residency. If I was your boss, you wouldn't have a job after pulling a stunt like this. So she replied. She said, no one ever said this was the only money he threw. She said, I asked the question and y'all ran with it. Not my fault. And then she posted in her story. She said, y'all hilarious. I'm entitled to ask any question I want. I literally asked the question, and y'all ran with it. If funny money is being thrown at an establishment where girls dance for money, it should have a trading value, period. So then that's kind of like her doubling down on um, her, her initial statement. She said, but never mind. Let me shut up. It was left behind for quote-unquote promo. It's a laughing emoji. So the end of that still kind of feel like she feels away about the money being thrown anyway but the initial is all she did was pose a question and the people ran with it which is true when you think about it but I knew I knew it from the job I'm like there's no way come on like really this man just threw fake money at y'all and then just left all right, have a good time. Thanks for the left, man. 
So I had a feeling that it was more to it. All promo. For that man's residency. Uh, that concludes what's hot in these blogs. I'm trying to think before we even go into what blows mine. I'm trying to think if I even have anything for what blows mine today. I usually feed off of um, Judy is usually the angry one here. Don't tell her I said that. But um, shit, nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I don't know if I got anything for what blows mine. We probably could skip it for today. But I'm going to give a last call for alcohol. For anybody who's tuned in right now, you're welcome to chime in on anything we discussed. Or if you have something that blows yours, hit me up. 646-716-8544. Press numero uno. In the meantime, in between time, this hour flew by. Um, follow us on social media at Hollywood and Friends on Instagram. Uh, email us Hollywood and Friends Radio at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at I Am Hollywood. Just note at how Hollywood is spelled. And follow our producer Stacy at Hampton Blue Network on Instagram, B L U on Blue. And I see, right? I think that's it. Let's see if we get. Um, let me see it. I'm gonna go to my Instagram real quick. See if I have any comments or anything before we wrap this thing on up. Let's see. I think that's it. Uh, once again, appreciate you for tuning in. However you're tuning in, whether it's iTunes, Stitcher, the TuneIn app. However, thank you. Appreciate you. We're here. We'll be here next week. Same place, same time. We're going to wrap this thing on up. Enjoy your Sunday. Be safe. And that's it, right? Let's get up out of here. Doses. Hollywood and Friends. Hampton Blue Radio. Hallelujah.